Hi, today is February 17th. Welcome to the Theta Game Podcast, the official podcast at ThetaGame.com. I'm your host, Juni, and thanks for tuning in. These are only my opinions, and anything said in this podcast and future podcasts should not be considered financial advice. I have stock positions in Boeing and NVIDIA. Thanks. All right, uh, moving into the weekly plays. Before I forget, I just want to make a quick note here. Um, I was in the shower, scrubbing my hair, and it hit me. Uh, One of my old-time favorite YouTube channels, Good Mythical Morning, um, they have have a segment where, or they had a segment. I don't know if they do it anymore, to be honest. I I haven't seen it in the few episodes I've watched recently. Um, But they had... Uh, viewers sending clips uh, from where they were at maybe they were in the mountains maybe they were uh, in the forest somewhere but they would have them basically say the intro for them and then have it be part of their outro Uh, while this isn't a video platform i want to invite anybody that's listening to this podcast if you want to say the theta gang intro uh that's the part where i say hi today is you know february 17th welcome to the theta game podcast the official podcast at thetagame.com i'm listener blank and thanks for tuning in uh i could go ahead and still say the disclaimer but uh if you want to send in a clip of yourself saying something like that um by all means i will clip it in you'll be uh the intro in one of the podcast episodes and uh, i think it'd be really cool uh so shout out to good mythical morning for the um inspiration there and uh, i hope to see some submissions you can submit those uh i prefer them to be mp3s um and then you can send that to juni at datagang.com thanks a question you might be wondering right now is juni why is this episode out so early uh one of my close friends is having a bachelor party a small one uh to celebrate his big day and uh i'll be going to that so that's why i'm recording right now um, and moving on uh, to the weekly plays, uh, GameStop uh, will be getting more traction. There will be more volume, I'm sure, starting tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow is a Thursday at the time of this recording. Right now it is Wednesday night. Um, user deep uh, effing value. Uh, sorry for not saying uh, that there might be profanity this episode. Don't know what the grounds are for profanity, but there we go. Uh, he wrote to Congress uh, a rebuttal, and his hearing is apparently tomorrow, again, on the 18th. Uh, but you can find the letter um, on Wall Street Bets. It's like the third post from the top. Uh, there's a mega thread about it, so you know, keep discussion in there. <laughs> I'm like pretending I'm a mod. <laughs> um, and yeah, it's, it's going to be huge. Um, he wrote a letter. It was very personable. I loved every every word of it. Um, I don't know if he had someone to help him write it, like a lawyer, but wow, that letter was powerful. Very, very personable. You can just tell that, you know, he's one of us. He's not like this hedge fund person or he takes himself like super seriously. Uh, he, I learned a lot from him from, from reading that and I have a lot of respect for him and I wish him well. I, I would never wish bad on anyone um, and so I do hope that he makes it out okay. I hope he keeps a decent amount of money that he's earned, right? I'm using the word earned for a reason. And um, yeah, good luck to you, Keith, and uh, I'll be watching. Uh, lastly, for the weekly plays, 
Um, last week, we did not talk about earnings because the recording was too soon uh, before the earnings whispers chart. And uh, this week, I will also be too soon for the earnings whispers chart. So I apologize. We will be back on standard schedule next week. Uh, and I'll be saying earnings then. But until then, you absolutely know what I'm going to end up saying. Earnings are dangerous. Okay, uh, if you are a patron, you already know all about this. Um, if you are a stream watcher on Tuesdays at 6 p.m. on twitch.tv slash realthetagang, uh, you know about this as well. Uh, there is a version 2 of the website coming. Uh, there was a preview of it um, last Tuesday on the stream, and patrons right now have full access to the V2. Uh, it's not done. It's getting tons of feedback. Um, and it's going to be an iterative process, but uh, patrons will have first access to it first. It comes with dark mode. It loads faster. There's a lot more trades you can see at once, uh, and it's just a better experience. Um, some of you listening might be like, oh, you know, Junie, why don't you let us get V2 t uh, right now too? And just, uh, you want to consider this uh, to be a closed beta. I can't have uh, all 12,000 users uh working off of a uh, broken UI, right? Like <laughs> the patrons know that's absolutely broken. The stream might know that it's absolutely broken, but at least it looks good and somewhat functional. But uh, yeah, think about uh, <laughs> patrons being beta testers, not so much like early accessors, <laughs> but beta testers. So uh, you're not, again, not missing out much. Uh, also, um, 12K, uh, Users signed up on ThetaGang.com. Uh, that was achieved last week. Um, I was really happy to post on Twitter. Uh, but on Twitter, I also said that you know the, uh, the messages for per 1,000 people signing up were getting a little bit spammy. A good problem to have. Uh, and so my next announcement on Twitter for user growth will be at 20K. Uh, and it's, it's just an awesome feeling uh, seeing people sign up for the platform, being more open to talking about their losses, owning up to their losses, but showing off some wins too at the same time and proving to themselves and to other people uh, that their system works. Uh, it's just an overall good feeling. I'm working as hard as I can to get V2 accessible for everybody, um, but patrons and I are going to be uh, working extra hard to make sure that the experience is uh, pristine for everybody. Uh, so hold on tight. Okay, and uh, before we get into today's topic, which is the topic of day traders slash day trading, um, last week we had a few emails being read about uh, a pilot, a pilot that listened to the Theta Game podcast, not in the air, but when he had the uh, ability to safely on the ground, maybe waiting for the plane to you know get ready and stuff. Um, I thought, you know, 
hey, back in the day, there were people doing the, you know, the hand signs, like directing the pilots on where to steer the plane and all that stuff. Apparently, that's called wing walking. I had no idea what that's called, so I'll start calling it what it's called. And it's called wing walking. I totally thought this was a, like a prank email when I read the title, but it's called wing walking. And this is from a listener named Mitch. And he says, yo, you mentioned in a recent episode a pilot talking about wing walkers. Well, here's me actually walking on a wing and listening to Theta Gang. Pick attached. And it's, there. there's someone literally on a wing of a plane that took a picture. And it's in the email. That's so sick. It's so sick. So Theta Gang runs the airport. <laughs> oh my goodness. It's This is so good. So, I mean, you know, shout out to the pilot that sent me a email last week. This is a fellow wing walker right here uh, sending me an email too. So, I mean, the chances of people listening to the Theta Game podcast at the airport, pretty high, pretty high. Uh, so, thank you for sending that, that in to me, Mitch. It absolutely uh, made my night. Uh, and people in the Twitch chat uh, seem pretty surprised about it too. Um, just good feels, good feels. Thank you so much for sending that in. Uh, let's get on to today's episode. Okay, getting on with today's episode. Uh, today's episode is day trading, uh, but more specifically, my opinions on day trading and my thoughts on day trading. Uh, I don't personally day trade. I would never consider myself a day trader. Uh, so take this as a very subjective opinion. Uh, this is not fact, though. This is uh, <laughs> sprinkled with a little bit of fact from some papers. I'll go ahead and link those papers in the show's description. So at any time where you feel like my opinion is invalid or you don't respect my opinion, just understand that I don't have to respect your opinion either. <laughs> crazy how the world works. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to go ahead and leave those in the show notes and we'll get on with the episode. As described... By Investopedia, day trading usually refers to the practice of purchasing and selling a security within a single trading day. So that means that this is relatable to options, it's relatable to stocks, futures, any other derivative you can think of. If you buy it and sell it within a single trading day, you are day trading. Okay, so to start off uh, with my opinion on day trading, um, I wouldn't call someone that has done a day trade once a day trader. For example, if you have to exit a stock position, maybe you changed your mind or you know you made a quick profit, like the stock went up like a dollar, you bought a hundred of the stock, you want to get out and make a hundred bucks. Uh, and you just do it once, maybe like once a week. Uh, I wouldn't consi- <laughs> consider you a day trader. Um, maybe you can say, oh yeah, you're a swing trader. Maybe, maybe you're the type of person to mix those two together, or maybe you don't identify as anything, but right now I'm talking about the people that identify themselves as day traders that day trade like once or twice a week. And, and to those people, sure, by all means, you can call yourself a day trader, but this episode is not tailored for you. Like this is, if you consider that day trading, that's not what I consider day trading. Day trading to me is making or beating minimum wage uh, because quite frank, you can be working at Target for minimum wage with zero risk and be making more 
than uh, a typical day trader because as studies show in the show's description, only a sub percentage of people can beat minimum wage. Okay, so I don't think you need to beat minimum wage to be a day trader, but in order to be a successful day trader, in my eyes, in my opinion, you need to beat minimum wage, at least. The, that stems from a few ideas of mine. I think that by working at Target, you might not be as happy, you know, you might not be getting as much fulfillment from working at Target. And no, no shade to Target, I'm just naming the first minimum wage job I could think of. Um, you might not be the happiest working there, but it, it also comes with a few pros too. You don't have to risk your entire portfolio or your net worth to day trade. Now, some of you might be going right now like, oh, Junie, I don't day trade with my uh, entire portfolio. That's that's irresponsible. Like, why would you consider, why would you think that's... I'm not talking about you then. I'm talking about the people that full-time day trade, that use their entire portfolio to trade or use at least a good proportion of their portfolio to trade. You know, the ones that are on Twitter showing off all their gains but not showing any of their losses, those guys and girls. Those people have everything to lose. Yes, they could have a system of stop losses uh, that can prevent them from losing their shirt in case of a huge downturn, Um, but that requires a lot of discipline, uh, which Investopedia also says here, uh, where one of the key takeaway points says, Day trading is often characterized by technical analysis and requires a high degree of self-discipline and objectivity. In order to day trade, uh, what's not talked about is you need to trade like a robot. Uh, That's what objectivity means uh, in this key takeaway that Investopedia quotes. Um, And being objective learning from your mistakes and not doing your mistakes requires a lot of experience. Like you need to know how to do things uh, and when to do things when you get emotional. When, even when you are up on a position, you need to have a system. Imagine that scenario where you bought that long naked call on that company that you saw on Wall Street Bets. How many times have you been a thousand percent up, but you never took the profits and you decided, oh, you know, it's 50% down today. Uh, I'm still up, so I'm not going to sell this. And you hold it till expiry until it expi- when it expires, it expires for nothing. And then you just say, oh, well, I didn't need that money anyway. How many times has that happened to you? If it hasn't happened to you, congrats. You are doing pretty well right now. Maybe you've never even heard of Wall Street Bets. In that case, stay away. But... In other cases, where if that's not happened to you and you do know about Wall Street Bets, then good for you. You're on a good track to trade well. You don't give into peer pressure all too often. Or you do give into peer pressure, but you do have some sort of system. And that's also good. So doubling back on this zero risk versus all the risk scenario. Obviously, if you have stop losses in place and if you trade with the system, day trading can be somewhat safe. I'm not going to say safe. Uh, because emotions are emotions and humans are not perfect humans are not robots uh, and humans get emotional you might choose to take off some triggers one day when you're super happy and the market tanks 
or uh, you put on stop losses too close when you get too scared and the stock uh, dips down and then takes off, right? Um, but there are pros to working a minimum wage job, saving amounts of money that lets you take uh, better bets in the market that give you better probability of profits than day trading um, that don't make you sweat. Imagine taking that paycheck that you get and putting it into an IRA that's a, you know, a tax incentivized portfolio. Like you don't get tax on that. Uh, yeah, you have to wait a few years, <laughs> a few decades to probably take it out, depending on how old you are. Uh, but it feels good finally contributing to something that grows with the market, that goes down with the market. You get a taste of like how to hold things in case of there's a market downturn. There's always that uh, decentivizing factor where you can't take it out in case of a market does go down. Then, you know, but if it does go down and the market goes back up, you've been through the crash, you were forced to hold, but then now you have this very anecdotal evidence of like, you know what, my IRA went down 50%, but wow, you know, the corona crash and uh, you know, this next crash, we were always fine at the end. Wow, so I should probably just buy and hold stock. That sounds like a great idea. See, there's a lot of pros of working and saving money and being responsible and not forcing yourself to day trade. Also, I want to make a clear distinction right now that if you do work at Target, and if you're a person that day trades, maybe like every time they go to like the bathroom and you execute a few trades, you close a few trades next time you go to the bathroom, I still do not consider you a day trader. Um, when I consider you a day trader, I think of you as doing it full time. So if you are working at Target and you execute a few trades a day, I'm not talking about you. And I hope I didn't hurt your feelings. <laughs> I'm talking about that person that sits at home and trades all day. Maybe they maybe they execute a few trades a day, but I want, I'm want i talking about the people that only trade. That is my target demographic of this episode. Okay, so we cleared that up. I want to also go ahead and talk about a small point that a lot of people aren't talking about right now. And... Uh, it's that some day traders uh, play with service money. Um, and by you know some day traders, I'm talking about like mainly the big ones. And I kind of want to just like let you guys and girls into uh, the world that is Fintwit right now. Right now, there are you know a handful of people on Twitter that have a service. They can um, give you plays. They can tweet out like, oh, you know, I'm going to go in on this play. Good luck to you. Maybe you could go in on this too. Or they will um, send you alerts for unusual volume. Or they will uh, give you alerts for this, alerts for that. Um, but more specifically, I'm talking about the ones that give you specific plays that that person goes into. For example... You can imagine a FinTwit guru saying, hey, I'm buying calls on Target for the you know 250 strike or for this expiration. Uh, I'm buying a, a 80 of them at open tomorrow. What you don't know or what you might not realize, but you might know, is that they're playing with the service money. People pay them to give them plays. So when they pick a strike, 
and they pick a company and they tweet that out, there is a very, and I mean very strong chance that that trade is backed by the people paying them for the service. Now, this isn't a knock at them for necessarily using them or using the service money for plays. Like, I, I see the business there. If you have X amount of trades that are free as a service provider, meaning, you know, the people that are signed up to your uh, alerts give you X amount of money per month that let you have, like, X amount of risk-free trades, that's great because you know what happens there? You make all of these very risky plays with these alerts that you have. You hit one, and that's like usually like a 10 to 1. You make a whole lot of money on that one. You don't talk about the other nine that you lost. You tweet the one that you won, and you get more followers because you tweeted the one that won. The one that was a free play. It is one of the biggest brain things I have ever seen. And it's one of the biggest prevalent things I've seen on Fintwit as of recent. You know, my timeline is obviously different than an average user's timeline. Like, I don't have celebrities on there. I usually just have lots of Fintwit people. There's gurus on there. There's some advertisements for stocks and services. I, I My timeline is way different than anybody else's. Or any, any average user, right? I'm sure... Listeners of this podcast have a very similar timeline to mine. And so I just thought I would shine some light on that um, because a lot of people might think, like, as you're signing up for these services, that these people are really, really good. And they could be. I'm not knocking them right now, right? I'm saying that, you know, they have a big brain. They're they're definitely taking advantage and, you know, they're um, they are manufacturing growth. I think is the best way to put it. Using service money to hit as many home runs as they can, don't talk about their strikeouts, uh, and they get more fans that way. Uh, I think it's a little dirty, but it does make money. And uh, I just thought I would have this be like a public service announcement or a public service reminder that you know, as this year progresses, uh, there's going to be a lot of people um, looking for the next big play, the next big person to tell them what to do with their trades, tell them what to do with their money, and uh, just be very careful when it comes to this type of stuff. It's very easy to trick people into thinking that you're good. It's very, very easy, especially if you don't talk about your losses. So it's very important that you find someone that does. All right, uh, that was a bit deep of a you know a point, and so I'm going to you know take it back to one of the earlier points, a lighter one. Uh, I want to talk really briefly about the uh, zero risk versus all risk, working at Target versus going full-time day trader. When you start day trading, and if the worst of worst happens to you, and you know, you can you can start day trading and you could think to yourself all day that, you know, I'm never gonna blow up. I'll make sure that my triggers are in place. I'll, I'll you know, make sure that I trade like a robot. I'll be emotionless, no problem. No problem. I'll buy, I'll just buy puts if the market starts going down, and I'll buy calls because the market just keeps going up. Seems easy. However, if you take a step back and understand the max loss of this scenario, if you are truly playing with most or all your portfolio, the event of you blowing up, and this, of course, is relative to how much money you have in your account, 
right? Like it depends how many years of salary you have in there or how many years of uh, you know savings you have in there. Say for example, you save up one entire year and it's just your only savings and you decide to go day trade because you know the market's been going up, you've been buying calls, you've been getting lucky and you're, you feel good. In the event that you feel invincible, you don't have your stop losses in, or maybe you do, but they're too far down, and you start tilting, you start doing bad trades, you chase with puts, the puts don't print, uh, you try to buy calls, the calls don't print either, the, the market's just uh, chopping up and down, up and down, and you get got, you are officially X amount of years back. If you're using five years of savings that you saved up for, and you lose all of that, you're five years behind period. That's a very, very important thing you have to understand is that if you go and become a full-time day trader, you need to literally trade like your life depended on it. But, but Judy, money doesn't define me. And, uh, you know, if I lose everything, it's, it's going to be okay. Then why are you day trading? Right? Like, why are you day trading then? If money isn't everything, why are you day trading? Again, I'm not talking about the person that executes a few day trades a week, a few day trades a month. I'm talking about the full-time day trader that's telling me that money isn't everything. Right? The max loss scenario of you day trading with your entire account or most of your account is your account going to zero. It doesn't matter if you have stop losses on. It doesn't matter if you have the perfect system on. No system is perfect. No stop loss is at the perfect price. You can get stop lost all the way down. That is a possibility. I have resources from very, very credible sources, very peer-reviewed papers in the description of this podcast episode. Please check them out. Please give them a read if you're at all serious about going full-time day trading. If you are full-time day trading right now and you are successful, I congratulate you because I absolutely respect that you are in the sub-percentage of people that actually make it work. And the definition of success is very gray to other people. It's not gray to me for day trading. Day trading to me is you make more than minimum wage, but for you... It could be different. If I just take a few minutes to think, I could justify that if you hate your job, if you totally hate your job, your job makes you super unhappy. Like you you can't think of anything else that would make you happier than to quit and you pick up day trading as a hobby or your profession, my hat's off to you. I respect that. I respect that you are so unhappy with your job that you decided to take life by the horns and make the best out of it. I would rather have you find another job, put an auto deposit into your account, max out your IRA, max out your 401k, and make plays or buy stocks that give you a better probability of profit of return rewarding you to have with more, uh, that you have more money right something that's really cool about theta gain style trades is that the more money you have the less risk you take and the more money you earn day trading 
depends on what style you do, of course, but most it's very high risk, high reward. That's not for me. My average listeners know that I want a nice house. I want to be able to teach my daughter how to ride a bike on my driveway. I want my driveway to be so big, I could teach my daughter how to ride a bike on my driveway. That would be sick. If I'm, if I, yeah, some people might be thinking like, how do you know you have a, you're gonna have a daughter? Cause I know, I know I'm gonna have a daughter. I, I, I feel it deep in my bones that I'm going to have a daughter. I would be shocked if I had a boy. And for my future daughter that's listening to this podcast episode, daddy loves you and uh, will always love you. Oh, it's so awesome. <laughs> um, but yeah, if you hate your job enough to quit your job and then want to take up full-time day trading, I hope this made you think just twice about um, you know committing to the idea Finding that other job is still something you could do on the side when the market's closed. I understand, you know, due diligence for you day traders, tuning your systems might take a take a good bit of time. But understand that there are millions of other ways to trade that aren't as risky. Um, and there's gonna, there's going to be lots of, I mean, lots of people trying to convince you otherwise that day trading can work. But seriously, look at the pe- look at the papers, read the papers. A sub percentage of people can beat minimal wage. 0.5 or 0.6%. I'm, I'm going to look up the exact percentage right now before we continue. 0.5% earn more than the initial salary of a bank teller. Okay, you need to be extremely careful when it comes to day trading. Um, don't know what else much to say. If I think of anything, maybe I'll say at the end of the episode. Um, just good luck. You know, money is not everything, but it is important. You can't have a total disregard for money. As much as, you know, as shallow as that can sound, you can't totally disregard it. You have to manage it in some way where you can live within the system that we live in right now. You might not agree with the system that we live in. You might think, oh, you know, it's some people have it really bad and some people have it unfair. And, you know, you might be treated unfair. You might have it really bad. That's life. You have to adapt to your surroundings and maybe make the change after you take care of yourself first. But there's no reason to rush it either. You don't need to slam 80K into... Uh, you know, Tesla calls, you don't need to slam, you know, tens of thousands of dollars into calls of this other company. Make sure that you're maintaining your wealth while you're trying to grow your wealth too. Maintaining it is just as or if more important um, than growing it. Um, I think that's it. Uh, so I'm going to go into the outro. And uh, if you don't stick around for the outro, that's totally cool. Uh, I will see you guys next week.
All right, you can follow me on Twitch at Real Theta Gang, where we stream live uh, at 6 p.m. Pacific time on Tuesdays. Uh, the stream has been getting bigger, which is always a good thing, but it's all, it's still small. I don't want people to think, you know, people, I mean the listeners, you. I don't want you to think that, oh, this is just Junie talking to a whole bunch of people, and I'm just going to be listening to what the, whatever the podcast is about. And that's not it. Uh, the, the topic is absolutely different than the podcast every time we stream. But the more important thing is that the stream is still really, really small. There's less than 100 people there. Uh, I'd really appreciate it if you came and stopped by, even just to say hi, so, so you could get a vibe of what it's like. Um, the vibe is everyone's just honest, everyone's open, everyone's just sharing their experiences throughout the week. Some people open up and say, oh, they got got. Some people say, like, oh, I had a small win. All welcoming, wholesome news. And uh, basically the main premise of the, th- of the stream is that uh, I might teach a few things, but it's the place that no one will make fun of you uh, for you know, owning up to a loss or t- asking a, a, a question you might think is dumb. There's no such thing as a dumb question. Um, and yeah, yeah, I just want you to know that still, the community is very small. If you ask a question, there's a very good chance it will get answered. It's a very, very, very positive community. And you are invited. Furthermore, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Real Theta Gang. You can email me at Juni at ThetaGang.com. Theta Gang is proudly partnered with Tastyworks. So signing up with the Theta Gang referral code is a huge help. That's Theta Gang, one word, all caps. If you've already used the referral code, please email me at Juni at ThetaGang.com with your full name, your first and last name that you signed up with the account, uh, and your Theta Gang username. And uh, I'll go and set you up with the Twitter alerts and Cherry Flare. I've set a few up this month already. So if, you know, I think every time I say this, more and more people uh, remember or just uh, take the time out of the day of the day they listen to the episode and finally email me. Um, but that's how you get hooked up with the, the, with the perks there. I want to go into shout-outs for my patrons uh, from the list that just only keeps getting bigger, but it's a good problem to have. Uh, that is Majadir, Just Win, Mike D, Slow Motion, Jay Z and Miko, Steve Valency Motion, PFM, G- DJ Mac 86, Pacro, Boop 2865, Mitch Brady 7, HNIV, Craig Thomas, GJ Wilson, McFly, Statistically Random, Tom Hamas, Mr. Theta, Big Potato, WHH 4000, Island Bell, Wheaton, WL Hung, Naw Lur, Cheese, Maltman 1856, Chai Vanis, NMM, Hayden, La Little, Mr. Sneezy, Mano, Dudum, <gasps> Grandpa 95, Arson, uh, YC, Leo, Jets, and Johnny 5, Fancy Wolf, Bisu, Engine, Nate the River, Jacinda, Murph Q, Will Kai, Norfis, Viri, Bat Trader, Chicken Dinner, Howard T. Duck, Dissentia, Saltwater Cure, Lord Skeletor, Lazy Reservist, The Jester, Krispy Kreme Boy, Hermes, Kaputch, Rustier, Shifty, AG, and Ensis88. Ooh, that's nice. Um, I'm also accompanied here uh, by a few people that I want to give a shout-out for. Um, I want to give a shout-out to uh, Aishin91. <laughs> uh, Aiton, Camillo500, Captain Screw, uh, Dracofufu, uh, Eknox, Fleetwood, Smack, oh, Fleetwood's Mac D, uh, Lila Pass, Nick Lemus, Omega Jep, Silly Gnome 225, Skater Girl, <laughs> Sebastian Fish, Tom Toms, 
VNK Virgo Pros, One XD, and Zoom Ant. There were a few more people on earlier today um, that uh, just came by and stopped to say hi, but I'll go ahead and get them on the next uh, shout out too, on, on the next live recording. Um, that's it. That's it. That's 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 the episode. Um, just looking around my room to see if anything new has been going on. I can confirm that nothing new has been going on. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, I think... I think one cool idea that I could leave off this episode with is that if you don't have a community to trade with, and I get it, yeah. Judy, I'm looking for a community... And you keep talking about being part of a community, but your Patreon is closed. You can join the stream. And you can use that time to just, like, get a feel of, like, oh, you know, other people are owning up to the loss. And I'm not the only one losing in the market right now. Because, you know, the Twitter is just filled with people winning. People love to talk about their winners and stuff. Um, I thought it would be a helpful tip that if you just started looking at the market as one week in increments, instead of this like lifelong abyss as that, like, you know, sometimes I say, oh, keep trading fun, you're doing this for your lifetime, whatever. I feel like that gives off the wrong impression sometimes is that like maybe sometimes people think, oh, you know, if I could trade for a lifetime, I could continue reloading my portfolio. Instead of thinking that way, you can pause and you can say for example tune in on tuesdays use that time to either ask questions get a feel of what other people are trading like but then make it your goal to not blow up your account till the next week and then you continue getting a vibe where people are at maybe you talk about some small losses that you took maybe you talk about some small wins that you took that's cool and you continue logging down at gain.com that's also cool but I think that type of regimen might be healthy for people that just are totally lost. I understand there are lots of people that are just totally lost right now. My podcast, my platform, my Twitter, all of which aren't like super beginner friendly. That's one of the things I wish I had the time for, but I don't. Um, but this is just a tip for adding some structure into trading. I think not blowing up your account for one week one week at a time is a healthy way to maybe ease off on the meme stocks ask yourself if i actually buy these 15 long naked calls that expire this friday is there a chance that i could blow up before the next tuesday stream yes so don't do it instead just buy one you're not going to blow up your account. You might learn a lesson. You might have a sick gain to show off. But at least you didn't blow up your account. Yes, you could have missed out on like your first five-digit win. But the chances of you getting a five-digit winner there or blowing up your account, it's very skewed. And I'll let you guess in which direction it's skewed. So with that... Um, Always feel free to do what you want. Don't let anybody tell you what to do. I am only a person listening and you know talking to a headset 
mic thing alone in his room uh definitely be careful of who you listen to when it comes to finance stuff uh there are a lot of bad people there are a lot of good people and it's up to you to decide who's who